Frank, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, okay. I don't feel like working out today. What? You don't feel like working out? What's going on? Yeah, I kind of feel like I hit the wall, man. Oh, like, you know what, Frank? Guess what? What we're going to talk about today? No. What? Breaking a plateau. All right. Get ready. Stand by. Here we go. Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show, and I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we have a jam-packed show today. Today, Armin and I will be talking about breaking a plateau, because I need to hear about that today, and different strategies to get adequate protein. So uh, again, welcome to the NSP Show, and Armin, how's things going today, man? It's going great, Frank. I'm actually fasting today, so I get a lot done on those days. That's we're about eating, so that's a good thing nice. there. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's get into this breaking a plateau thing. Uh, first of all, let's start at the beginning. What is a plateau? Well, that's typically that's when all training results are going to cease and not work out for you. So um, it's another thing that Vince Gerano would call breaking a rut, but. Yeah, I think just about everybody goes through it. So, but yeah, that's when things aren't, you're not getting any results and you don't, you don't feel like training. Well, and this can happen when you're just starting out or somebody who's been actually training a long time, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's basically inevitable for everybody at some point in time. Okay. So Armin, tell us, maybe you can help us out of here. Uh, there's gotta be some things out there that can, help somebody out who's hit that plateau so what are they yeah so one thing i found that can help the most is just getting a lot more sleep you know that's what's really important <clears throat> you know because the sleep is critical for recovery uh, and so one of the things you can do is to start tracking your sleep and making sure you get plenty of it because i think if you right. start looking at it and analyze it a little bit more you may realize that you may not be getting what you think you are and it's really important because this is when the growth occurs and this helps to mm -hmm. speed up the recovery. And this is when the hormones do their work. And so if you're not getting enough of it, you're not going to help repair those broken down muscles from your training. And it's going to start to affect you in a lot of ways as well. It's going to affect your energy. It's going to affect your mood. It, and it's not going to be in a positive way. And, and you definitely want to be enthusiastic when you go to work out, because if you're not motivated, fired up about working out, it's going to affect your workout. So what about enthusiasm as you're going to train or as you're going to weight train, as you're going to work out? Um, let's say that you're feeling burned out. What do you do? Okay. So that's another good question. And um, I'm going to say this is everyone's going to go through this from time to time. I don't know mm -hmm. of anybody that had no issues with, you know, feeling, <laughs> un, you know, run down, unenthusiastic right. and, and struggling so that's a right. common thing and i had the problem myself especially when i was younger because i was really enthusiastic which most people are and i was overtraining, which is pretty easy to do if you're over enthusiastic and you're doing a lot of it and so what comes with that is you, you feel worn out and uh, you're so strung out and worn out that you're just not really motivated to go train especially you know, after a long day at work or you know some other right. stress and stress in your life so what I used to do, though, even though I was struggling, 
to get through those uh, workouts. Um, you know, obviously we're talking about sleep, so that would have helped me a lot. But even though I, I wasn't doing that, I still wanted to train. I wanted to figure out a way, well, how can I get this workout done? Because when you first get going, you don't want to miss your workouts because right, right. it seems important. So what me and my brothers used to do when we were younger is uh, during the time I started learning how to train, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was pretty popular and we ended up uh, watching Pumping Iron and we really enjoyed it. So then we went and bought the, uh, at that time, the videotape. So this is mm-hmm. way back. And then we would just play that. And by the time we, you know, it was a, kind of a fairly short movie, we just kind of fast forward to the sections where they were you know, training. And by the time we had to watch that, man, we were so excited and pumped up that we, we figured out how to have more energy, even though we were hurting. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that's just another way of doing it. But another thing you can do to keep your enthusiasm up, especially with certain body parts that you may not be so excited about, like leg day and back training can be you know, a lot more demanding. Mm-hmm. That would be a good way to kind of get yourself motivated as well. And there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, resources that you can get to do that. But, you know, I would recommend those to kind of keep that motivation up. It gives you something to kind of aspire to. So that's why I like to do that. Um, because in your favorite muscle groups, you can typically mm-hmm. get fired up enough, like your chest and your arms. You know, that's a pretty easy one for most guys anyways mm-hmm. to, you know, get, get motivated and go in and hit it. So right. that's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah. I, and, you know, the one thing and not to get off track here, but it would seem to me, you know, you're in really great shape. I'm just starting out. And it would seem to me like once you get in terrific shape. I know you did all this hard work to get there, but do you find that some of the people that you train once they've like accomplished a lot of their goals, it's easier for them to take time off because they like, hey, I I'm looking how I wanted to you know, I don't have to work as hard right now at this or, you know, does that happen? Well, they're, they're always concerned about, you know, are they doing the right thing? Right. And right. that's, that's where it's kind of good to have a coach or, you know, some good information to get mm-hmm. some feedback, but yeah, as time goes by, you're going to definitely you need to take some, some breaks just to let your body recover mm-hmm. and also get that, enthusiasm back because now you feel refreshed and ready to go gotcha okay yeah okay well i was just kind of curious now getting back to the enthusiasm and the motivation um you know i think if you did the same thing over and over of course you're going to get bored with it so that leads me to the question do you think you should cycle training all right so that's another good question and um I will say this, you know, typically it's not wise to perform more exercises uh, or more intensity than necessary to keep the things you know, going, keep them going and keep them fresh. And, you know, a lot of people get into more and more and more, and that's where you start getting into trouble too, because you, you know, you feel good, but right. that's where you have to keep reading your body. Now, with that being said, when talking about cycling your training, some people take the approach where, um, they're going to go one week really heavy and then maybe they're just going to do, you know, low reps with heavy weight. So that might be right. five to 10 right. reps. And then an, another week they would bump it up to a moderate rep scheme of eight to 12, you know, and then finish up with a higher rep week of like 12 to 20. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they feel like that will allow their recovery to be better. Now I'm really not a big fan of that. So 
the reason for that is because some days your energy is good. And if you're just mm-hmm. going to be doing a high rep day and you could go, you can go heavy, you want to go heavy because you've you got the energy to do it and it's, and it's more challenging. So nothing is ever in a perfect world. And that's one thing you want to kind of keep in mind. Now you can still do that strategy and try mm-hmm. it out and see how it works for you. Well, I'm just not as big a fan of that because I don't want to make each workout like I go energy. I want to hit it hard to see how much more new fiber I can stimulate and mm-hmm. break down the muscle in the time period I'm looking at. You know, unfortunately, what I see a lot of people do is basically straight sets the same way in the same mm-hmm. order. Uh, you know, and in the beginning, you, know, you get good results from that. Don't get me wrong. But as your body starts to adapt and, and you, you're going to find you're going to get less results, less stimulation, uh, and you're not going to see your strength come up. So that can start to make you feel, you know, bored with your workouts and also, you know, not what you're not, not get you excited because you're right, not really right. feeling it and you're not seeing it. And that's something you have to really be careful of because that's going to demotivate you. So that's, that's the other thing you want to keep in mind. So in my opinion, when things are feeling good, that's when I'll go heavy. All right. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a nutshell. And then other days, you know, I may just change it up just by changing the tempo, the speed of how I'm lifting the weight to challenge me. And mm-hmm. then other days, you know, I may say, I'm going to do some supersets, you know, one exercise after another without any rest and then take a rest and then do the same thing with triceps, which is like three exercises back to back, or even as you get more developed, even going to giant sets. Right. And so right. you have shorter rest periods, you get more work done. And it really forces you to stimulate new muscle fiber and to challenge yourself, which is also a fresh experience versus just doing a set and, you know, wait, rest, mm-hmm. do a set, wait, rest. Uh, and you get your workout done quicker. So there's, to me, there's a lot of advantages to doing that and keeping it more, more fresh. Well, that brings me to another question, because as I'm thinking about cycling your training, I'm also thinking about how often, you know. I was actually in the gym the other day and I was talking to this guy and, you know, just before I was getting ready to work out and he was wiping down the machine and he says that he's there every day and he works out every single day. And Mm. Hey, if you enjoy it, you know, and that's your hobby or whatever like that, I kind of get that. But, you know, what about volume in your working out? I mean, that could definitely lead to you not wanting to work out if you do it too much. Don't you think? Well, let's put it this way, Frank. In my opinion, if you're getting results and you're doing things the right way, mm-hmm. yes, you got to be careful with the volume because if you're hitting it really hard, so this guy might not be hitting it real hard. He's just kind of going through the right. motions. He just likes being there. So that's that can happen with some people. And that, you know, if that's if they're happy with that, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see the kind of results you'd like to see if you're doing that, based on my own right. personal experience and working with clients myself. But you need to be careful too much volume because, you know, your body, if, if, if you get it, if you hit it hard, mm-hmm. you do too much. It's like right. you can't sprint a marathon, okay? It's just not going to happen. You're going to run out of gas. And right, so right. You need to, and the other thing is, is if you're doing, if you're training and you get to the point, I don't know, depending on how long you're into the training session, maybe it's, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, which is, which is ideal. But if you're getting to the point mm-hmm. where like, an hour in, you're, which I don't agree with, because I used to do that, you start feeling shaking, jittery. Basically, what's going on there is you've lost all your glucose. And so you don't really have any quality energy to work off of. So now you're 
body's pretty much functioning off of nerves, and that's not going to be beneficial. It can actually cause things to go in the wrong direction. So mm, that's not okay. that you to be aware of. Um, now, one of the most effective ways, in my opinion, is to do as much work as possible, like I talked about before, within a 45-minute window. And this was okay. something that Vince Gerona really felt uh, very, um, he thought that was very effective. So, and, you know, he, he, he tried a lot of stuff. So the target would be 45 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found it's been the sweet spot for myself and my clients. Uh, and it's, it's going to be more efficient. You know, right, the, the more right. time you do, then you got, you know, that start also creates problems too with your scheduling and, 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 and things like that. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you know, as you were talking, I started thinking about the recovery and, and, you know, you've always talked to me and told me how important that the recovery is after a good workout, you know, so things mm-hmm. heal properly so that you can recover and you have a great workout next time. But what about taking an extended period of time off? You know, is that good or is that bad? Well, that's another one. I've done that a lot of different ways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, there are some benefits to it because a lot okay. of times it can help your joints get the recovery they need, which is going to be important. Um, you know, because sometimes if you're hitting it hard all the time, you're using really heavy weights, uh, it, it's going to start to affect those joints. But the other thing is, is it can help your central nervous system kind of catch up with all the stress that it's under. Because mm-hmm. you do, you do, uh, you are putting body through a, a, you know, a good amount of stress. So that's the other thing you can do is help the, you catch it back up. Now, right. to me, the breaks can range from like four to seven days where you're just letting everything heal up and letting the body just totally recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done it a lot of different ways. Uh, and so that's kind of a personal thing, a personal preference. At this point in stage or this time in my, my life with the training, I, I really wouldn't go more than four days just because mm-hmm. I'm itching to get back at it. So right. that's right. another thing to keep in mind. But you know, if you do a four or seven day break, then that's there's there are some good benefits to it uh i will say this though once you take a break and you let the body kind of recover the pump you get on your next workout and you know your few workouts coming back is phenomenal because the body's reloaded it's glycogen it's the hormones have done all the repair work it needs everything's repaired and it it's a really uh really good feeling now one Mm -hmm. thing i do want to say is if you're taking a break of four to seven days something along those lines it's not a good idea to start back at the same weight you left off at. I mean, especially if you're training pretty heavy. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because what can end up happening is that can put excess stress on the joints because they're not really necessarily ready. And so, well, on the muscles. So I, I would recommend you, you know, start back a little lighter and kind of build it back up again just to protect the joints and then make sure the muscles are, are you know, adapting as needed. And the mm-hmm. other thing is, if you don't, I think you're going to be more of a candidate to get tendonitis or other uh, joint pain if you try to do too much at once as you come back. So just mm-hmm. kind of start a little bit less and just progress your way up. Um, okay. And, and on that note, some of the things that Vince also talked about in some of his training manuals is he would have you train three weeks straight with no breaks, no breaks, so seven days a week, and then you, you take a whole week off. So that's something else you kind of you can experiment with. Um, I I don't do it that way just because of my workload and things I have to do. And I'm a big fan of just I take 
I take at least two days off a week, just let mm-hmm. my body recover. And I found that works really well for me and, and the training uh, protocol that I've used. Awesome. Okay. All right. So let's, let's dive into stress a little bit here. You know, a lot of people, when they're stressed out, they go in the gym and a lot of times you're going to have a really good workout and it relieves a lot of that stress, but does stress have an impact on your workout, either good or bad? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people get stressed on, uh, based on their lack of results, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to gain or lose weight in a, in a subconscious way. It, it bothers them. Uh, but your training can help manage the stress and make it more effective. But you got to watch out for excessive stress from work and family and what you're doing, because mm-hmm. if you can't get it under control, it's going to cause your cortisol levels to, to rise. And that's not a good thing. So as right. another example, for people who train for a long period of time, once mm-hmm. your body hits the, it's a certain point, the stress is too much. Then you're going to find yourself actually having cortisol levels getting elevated from doing too much training. And that's not a positive thing. I mean, you know, the, the thing with long-term elevated cortisol levels, it, 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 can, it has side effects of increasing your blood pressure, heart disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, because the, and this is the amount of stress that your body's going through, you know, osteoporosis, just other chronic diseases, along with just gaining weight. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, cortisol it can also increase your appetite, um, and which that can cause the body to, to shift the metabolism to want to store fat. That's one thing about cortisol that can be a negative. But if mm-hmm. you're training and you're keeping things you know, in, in the zone it needs to be, like, again, I'll target 45 minutes or less, it's very unlikely your cortisol levels will be elevated. And I've had my lab work done, and my cortisol levels are always in really good shape. So I would say that it works well for me and my clients. Okay. Hmm. Well, I know that it's helped my stress level being able to go and actually work out. It relieves so much stress. But a lot of the things, too, that you talked to me about was mental preparation before you go to work out. And that's been yeah. a tremendous help because if you're not mentally engaged when you walk in the gym, you know, I even stood and watched somebody else working out. If I didn't feel like up to speed right then, hey, I'm not in a hurry. Let me take a moment. Let me get myself mentally right. And really think about what I'm going to do. So um, that's some great advice you offered me. But regarding the enthusiasm, regarding the enthusiasm or anything else with this topic, do you have anything else to add to this? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have these periods where things may feel a little stale or or you're not getting results. That's when you want to take a step back, reevaluate everything you're doing. If you do have a, a mentor or a coach, then let them know about it. But to me, the keys are is to change up your training. So don't keep doing the same old stuff. Right. Try different combinations of exercises. Uh, and, you know, just remember to get the results, you're going to need to place adequate demands on the body and help justify the results. So and if you can do that, then you need to also have the right nutrition and the recovery to make it right. work for you. And if you're, Again, if you are struggling, analyze all those parts, okay, your training, your nutrition, your mindset, uh, and then you are you getting enough sleep. And those are those are really good, good things to evaluate because you can fix those pretty quickly 
and mm-hmm. get yourself right back to where every workout you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. And that's that's really what, really where you want to be. Don't get me wrong, there are gonna be some days where it's like, uh, you just have to get one done. But right, the right. less of those you have, the better. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we get a lot of questions for the show, um, and a lot of the things ask about the resources. Where can I find out information? How can I get more info to help me? So, Armin, what are some of those resources? Well, I like the the wild physique. Uh, because there's just a good a, a good diverse amount of information on all these topics in that that book. Mm-hmm. The uh, blueprint for a bodybuilder is a good one. Uh, the the best Geronda files it has some different training strategies in there. Uh, muscle has four sides, and then the workout bulletin. So what that does is it gives you other training strategies, so that you're trying different stuff, you're keeping things stimulated, and you're constantly seeing results and. That's what's going to help keep you motivated. So I would start with that. Absolutely. All right. Awesome information. Um, We're going to take a break. And when we come back from break, we're going to get into different strategies to get adequate protein. But before we do, make sure you check out nspnutrition.com. A lot of great supplements on there. And winter's coming. So the hoodies are, are out at NSP Nutrition. Check them out. Uh, I think I'm going to get the blue one. I really like the way that one looks. So I think I'll be checking that out. But you are watching, listening to the NSP Nutrition Show with uh, Armin Eckelbarger and me, Frank Mills. And we will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills. And as promised, we're going to get right back into it with different strategies to get adequate protein. Now, your body's got to have protein to get the results that you want. And a lot of people don't know how much you're supposed to have. Or what I learned, there's different kinds and how they absorb. So we're going to get into it. Let's start off with a basic common question, Armin. How much protein should someone consume to build muscle? All right. So this is a pretty debatable. Uh, there's a lot of opinions on this, which that happens in this industry anyways, because everybody's got different approaches. So uh, to me, I'm just going to kind of go over uh, some ratios and then, you know, the kind of protein that I think um, would be uh, most advisable. Uh, okay. You know, when it comes to the protein intake, um, there's some, some different estimates that you'll read about. It's like 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of either lean muscle mass or total body weight. And the other one is one gram per kilogram. So that's okay. 2.2 pounds there. So there's, there's going to be all kinds of, them, okay. Uh, but after years of trying all this and reading these things, uh, I've decided I want to keep it even simpler than that. <laughs> uh, simpler than that. Simple. I, I like if it's easier. Hey, so Tell us what you mean by simpler. So to me, and for what I do with my clients and stuff, 
Um, I just recommend you focus on eating 30 to 50 grams of highly absorbable protein each meal. Um, and then you can just supplement the rest. So it's okay. easy to manage, easy to understand. So as a quick example is I don't do the five, six meals and all this kind of stuff that some of these other pro bodybuilders do or other athletes do. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. For one, it's not very sustainable. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a schedule that can allow that. And not a lot of people are going to have that kind of schedule. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not even necessary on top of that. So here's okay. what I like to do. And here's what I recommend for my clients. I typically will have three full meals a day. And then with that, if I'm targeting the 30, 50 grams, obviously I want to target the higher number because, you know, I have a lot of demands for protein with my training. So okay. I focus on trying to get about 50 grams of protein at each meal. Mm -hmm. So with three meals, that's going to give me 150 grams, which is going to be great. And that's easy to do. And then what I can do is um, I'll just supplement the, the rest as I need to. Hmm. Okay. But it's easier to do it that way when I, what I found and work with my clients. All right. So when you say you're going to supplement the rest, how exactly do you do that? So this is something that I learned from Vince, some of Vince's material. I learned from Vince mm -hmm. personally, but from reading his material is he's a big fan of, um, keeping the body in a positive nitrogen balance because that's what really keeps protein synthesis going. Okay. And to do that, you're going to need amino acids to, to make that happen. Uh, but when you do do it that way, you also keep from breaking down additional uh, muscle because you've got the adequate amount of protein that you need. So you're less likely to burn up muscle tissue uh, from not getting enough protein, which can gotcha. happen in certain conditions that cause that. Mm -hmm. So, to make it more convenient, I like to use some of the resources that Vince actually used as well. Then he, he came up with some of them, uh, not all of them, but right. the milk and egg protein, that's an yeah. easy fix. You know, uh, the other one would be the beef liver capsules uh, or the amino acids. So, you know, those are something you can take with water if you need to for convenience. Uh, the other thing is you, know, you, you take the protein powder, you can mix it with you know, almond milk or heavy cream or something like that if you want a little more fat. But this is an easy way to get some protein in. So my preferred method for a budget, because I think most people are on a budget, is I like right. the beef liver capsules because they're high in protein and they do provide some good benefits of helping to oxygenate the blood, which helps to give you good energy and good stamina when you're training. So for me, and this is just the way I do it, everybody can you know have their own approach, but right. I typically like to take in between meals, like between breakfast and lunch, I'll have like 10 beef liver capsules or I'll do something similar with amino acids. The thing is with amino acids, they're essential amino acids, is they're very effective as well. It's just that they're more expensive. So you got right. to budget that. But the amino acids are extremely effective if you go with that route. So then I'll okay. do the same thing between lunch and dinner uh, to finish up. Now you can also do it after you train as well. Um, but you know, I usually have my last meal. I don't really worry about it too much, but that's another way you hmm. could do it to, to make sure you're getting a little bit more protein in. Yeah. Armin, I, I heard somewhere that, uh, and maybe I read it somewhere. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I heard that your body can only consume 20 to 30 grams of protein at a time. Is that true? Actually, here, well, there's there's probably going to be debate on this one too. Okay, okay. 
seemed like there's always debate. Right. That's what you would read. The, the reality is, is you, as you absorb protein, your body converts a lot of it to glucose. So as much as 50 or more percent of the protein that you intake will actually convert to glucose. Um, so that's something you need to understand. That's okay. why you need to keep your protein levels uh, reasonably high because you already know that you're not going to absorb 100% of it. So if you're only going to be converting over half of it, that's one thing you want to keep in mind. So okay. and then the process that, that, that causes that, it's called the gluconeogenesis, so that you're in you know, the conversion of protein to glucose, um, it, it kind of occurs because the, it occurs because your hormone glucagon will do that. And this is just to kind of prevent you from having low blood sugar. So it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a big negative. It's just okay. an understanding that you're not going to get 100% of what you think you're getting. Now, the most important thing is, is just to have the amino acids in your system as you need them to do the necessary work. So that's what you're trying to accomplish. It's not so much about how many you're having. It's about having them there when you need them is the bigger focus. And, you know, since you brought up amino acids, uh, what about branch chain aminos? Um, you have well, some information on that? Yeah. Yeah, that's another good question. It's okay. So the branch chains, and just so you'll know, those are valine, isoleucine, and leucine. Okay. Um, there was some data done by analyzing those. Um, and then they found that if you take those before and after exercising, it was giving, um, you, you got a lot of benefits from it. So you're getting less muscle damage and also promoting a lot more muscle protein synthesis. That's what they're saw. And then mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with leucine um, as one part of it. But just on that note, um, I you know, started experimenting with that as well. And I was doing about two grams, which is 2000 milligrams uh, of the branch change before and after training. And mm -hmm. then on, to make it even better is I was adding five grams of leucine by itself, uh, which is, you know, just one of the branch chains. Okay. So why is that Armin? Just out of curiosity. Okay. So what leucine is known for, it's, mm -hmm. again, it's essential amino acid. Uh, it helps protein synthesis. So, you know, some of the other amino acids, it's, it's similar to other amino acids, but it's carbon skeleton can also be used to generate ATP, which helps for energy, okay. uh, but it can also help regulate cellular processes such as, uh, you know, again, protein synthesis, like we mentioned, mm -hmm. tissue regeneration, and then it helps with the metabolism. So leucine intake accompanied by exercise, what they've seen here and what some of the research is showing can also, it has a possibility to increase satellite cells all right. Uh, which, which are laying in the muscles so that can help improve your, your, your muscle, uh, expand the muscles and activate more cells and then improve the muscle quality. And then, uh, you know, basically keep that process, uh, tissue regeneration and things going. Hmm. Okay. In interesting. So with the leucine is pretty important then. I think it is now I've done it. Um, you know, probably now going on about three years and I, mm -hmm. I i feel like it's made a lot of made a lot of results for me so kind of wish i would have known that a lot longer because if you do some research on it there's there are studies that showed it uh, that it does do what it does so that's a good thing now there are some other studies that say it can help with growth hormone release which is that's always a good thing 
and mm -hmm. then it can help control your blood sugar. So, you know, if you're somebody has elevated blood sugar, this is another way you could help uh, to attack that issue. But I mean, I, I think it works. <clears throat> well, the bottom line from all this information in our segment was you better be intaking that protein if you want to get the results and hit those goals that you want. I mean, it makes sense to me. That's what you're trying to convey here today, right? Yeah. Now we'll finish up with this. We talked about highly absorbable protein. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what that means is the most efficient protein sources. That's has a high PER ratio, protein efficiency ratio. So with that being said, eggs are number one. Okay. Because that's 3.9 or four point scale. Okay. You got beef, you know, any type of beef has, has good, has good quality protein. Then it goes from there to turkey, then chicken, then the, the fish, and then on down. I mm -hmm. just want to say this, plant proteins are not very effective if you want highly absorbable protein. It's a plant, it's a plant structure, so it's not going to be the same as an animal structure. And there'll be some people who won't disagree and say this and say that. That's fine. I've done it both ways, and I'm going to stick with animal protein or milk protein as a combination uh, to make sure I'm intaking in highly absorbable protein. You, know, you do what you want, but that's what I found works best and it's worked really well for my clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, I'll ask you, Armin, if uh, anybody's out there and they're trying to look for resources or, you know, some more information on the topic that we've been just discussing, what are some good areas where they could go and they could take a look? Well, when it comes to nutrition, you know, I really like the maximum definition diet if you're trying to get lean because it, mm -hmm. it, it's simplified, but it's right to the point. Uh, the wild physique has all kinds of diets in there. So you can get a good uh, rotation of nutrition, which is good. That helps your gut microbiome, helps your immune system. It gives you variety. And that's always a good mm -hmm. thing. Uh, then on top of that, if you the, the pro series of nutritional bodybuilding is another really uh, very detailed strategy on how to maximize too. So those would be great resources in my opinion. And if you're looking for any of the supplementation that Armin was discussing in the segment today. NSP Nutrition has top quality beef liver. Just, I mean, it's the best and it's impacted yeah. me tremendously. I have felt a tremendous difference. Hormone optimizer, uh, aminos, all also available on NSP Nutrition. And if you're intaking a lot of protein, digestive enzymes is definitely a supplement that you're yeah. probably recommending them taking, right, Armin? Yeah, Vince is really big on that because if you're taking in a decent, you know, a, a good amount of protein, say 30 or 50 grams, and it's mm -hmm. a heavier protein like beef or pork or something like that, it makes sure you have enough hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes to help break it down. You know, protease is one of them that you need to really help break down the protein. So that's all going to be a plus because it'll break it down and absorb and get to where you need it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Armin, some great information in today's show. Uh, definitely appreciate your expertise and knowledge, man. Second to none. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, make sure you check out nspnutrition.com. You can take the 21 day challenge if you want. It's totally free. Oh, yeah. You get to burn fat, build muscle and get in the base shape of your life. And like I said, totally free. So check it out on the NSP Nutrition page. Uh, Armin, any final thoughts before we wrap things up? 
Uh, no, I think that that's probably a good amount for today. I hope <laughs> people got some takeaways from it. Uh, but you know, feel free to comment though uh, on this on on the show to let us know other topics you'd like us to cover, other ideas, things that you're unsure about. So to give us some good things to cover that you know, people really want to learn about. So yeah, Absolutely. feel free to do that. Help us out. Absolutely. Any questions for the show too? Just add yeah. them in the comments section there in the YouTube channel. Uh, we've already done a show just on one comment and answered that topic. So uh, we look forward to your questions. We appreciate you listening and watching the show. Uh, Armin and I will be back next week with another NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.